Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Matthew. This is Eric. And we're on the Audi Atheist Friends. Hi, I'm Aaron Rod. Hi, I'm Andrew Torres of Opening Arguments. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben Davis. Hi, this is David G. McAfee. Hello, I'm Dr. Hector Garcia. Hello, I'm Dr. Jerry Coyne. Hi, I'm Nate Phelps. Hi, I'm Shelley Siegel. Hi, I'm Thomas Smith of Serious Inquiries Only. Hi, I'm Seth Andrews. I'm host of TheThinkingAtheist.com. Hi, I'm Ethan Siegel. Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I took a left at the valley. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith in unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an Coming at you after being overstuffed with turkey, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and somebody threatened to beat the crap out of me. Oh. Kick the crap out of me. Well, how come? Well, I told him, good luck, I was on a liquid diet. <laughs> oh, what a way to start the day. <laughs> Joining me as usual is the incredible, edible, amazing Nazi. Oh, that's me. That's Hello, me. I got, a, I got a t-shirt to prove it. We're writing solo today, you and I. Yes, we are, again. Uh, and this is going to be an interesting little show. It's last show of the year. It is. Hope your Christmas was uh, merry and joyful and full of bright stuff. It, it, in its own unique way, it was. Was Santa good to you this year? Did I do, did, was Santa good to me? Santa, Santa and I have had a really good relationship over <laughs> over a lot of years. So uh, actually, he stops off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a snack and yeah, a chat. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, feed the reindeer. So that's a, that's a high point of my Christmas Eve, really. You know what? Anybody else, I would doubt it. With, with you, I would not doubt <laughs> that at all. How could you doubt it? <laughs> no, no. We, uh, we really have a sort of a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. 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 He, and he is as nice as you think he is. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. So today we're going to have, a, it's the last show of the year, so we're just going to have a look back into uh, 2018, and uh, we're going to go through the top 10. It's going to be a big top 10 show today. Hard to pick 10 out of uh, the, the dozens that we do, isn't it? Well, you know what? The funny thing is, is usually it's fairly easy because you just go by the amount of downloads or views and stuff like that. And you can pretty much pick a top 10. But this year, it was very difficult because there are several platforms, right? Uh Uh, You have like YouTube and you have like Spreaker and Stitcher. And then you have like Blog Talk and iTunes and all that stuff. And the numbers were way off scale from one to the other. And it was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) So it was, you know, normally when you have a show that's really, really popular, it's popular across all the platforms. Uh Not this year. It was very different in that sense. Well, was it because some of the platforms themselves are more popular Maybe. than others? Maybe. Where people are, say, I, I'm guessing, but I don't know, that more people would be on YouTube than SoundCloud or vice I, versa? Who I knows? have no idea. Yeah. Um, our, our more most popular uh, downloads have come from iTunes. That's usually where most of our listeners are listening from. Yeah, okay. And uh, and that's perfectly fine. So anyway, I... Hey, we they're f- listening. Yeah. Where, wherever you're listening from, we love you. Thank you. Keep, you know, Absolutely. Keep 
listening listening to <laughs> us, and we we hope we we make it worth your while. So we did we did a top ten. Um, it was not an easy com- compilation to make. Um, if it would have been like a top fifteen, it would have been even worse because we had a lot of shows that were very neck and neck uh-huh. in the amount of uh, ratings and all that. So we had to pick ten. So we picked ten. Oh, good. But Since bef- uh, you're the only one that's heard them, and I'm going to hear them for the first time, it'll exactly. be fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. But before all this, we have... Mel Talk. Mel Talk. We got a message from John, and uh, he reads, uh, Hi, great that you featured the iconic John and Yoko for a Christmas show, right? She deserves equal credit. Track in your outgoing message, which was on point. Unlike you, I was around the time of original release, and at the height of the Vietnam conflict, even in Britain, it resonated strongly. It's become fashionable amongst some to criticize John and Yoko for being simplistic in their outlooks and solution, and that may be true. However, don't don't the slightest message resonate and last longest? Yeah. I should say sim- simplest message. Uh resonate and last longest he's got a point my son lives in Liverpool and recently walked past a happy Xmas war is over poster in a refresh of the message Uh, this gave me a chance to give him some context and he is now going to watch Ken Burns excellent Vietnam documentary keep up the good work John oh how nice P.S. And this is this is where we know we have some very smart listeners because he actually he summed up a good point here because we were t- this all came especially at the uh, uh, when we had this uh, huge kind of debate about the uh, baby it's over uh, that song oh uh, um, maybe it's cold outside yes thank you maybe it's cold outside and he says P.S. banning songs because they may trigger a small percentage of the population will render society devoid of any challenging art. Boom! Ooh. Right there. Thank you, John. That was that was a great point, John. That, and that would, he could have saved us fifteen <laughs> minutes of conversation. <laughs> he totally could have. Yeah. Totally oh, wow! Exactly. I, that's a great point that I it failed is. to make, and I can't. I, I'm reminded. I believe it was Winston Churchill that when they started doing the Monument Men in World War II, uh-huh. and people were saying, "Why are you spending money trying to save?" pieces of in a museum and all that and he says if we're not saving art if we're not fighting for this what are we fighting for Uh arts and culture exactly yeah so exactly anyway that debate will keep going i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) no that's such such a good such a good point it's it's good to have listeners that that take the time to interact with us and let us know yeah thank you thank you john i really appreciate that so my dear let's have a quick look back at uh the year in review. So, is there anything that sticks out to you? We had a weird year. It yeah. was a very weird year. We made lots of new friends. We did. Uh, some friends that we had have come and gone. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we had, uh, like, D- Dominic's a new little friend here. He's come on the show. <laughs> that happened this year. I know. That youthful energy is yeah. so much fun. Scott. Scott, that used to be part of our show. He moved on to Greener Pastures. He did. You know, and you can't and miss we, him. When he was here, he was just such a such a great <laughs> um, addition, yep. you know, to our family. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're, we're glad he came. He's welcome to come back anytime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's changes. What can I say, right? But we that's just a go good on. thing. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. You know, we... 
we operate um, in the now. I mean, it, our show is so spontaneous that it's a good thing because we're current and it keeps us all on our toes. And I think it's best for the listeners too. They don't know what to, we don't know what to expect, so they don't know mm-hmm. what to expect, but they know it's going to be fun and interesting. I think so too. Yeah, it's just great. So this is not in any chronological order in any way, shape or form. So let's go right ahead and do the top 10 as voted by you, the listener, by the how many downloads and views you guys had during the year, the top 10, the best of Left of the Valley 2018. Okay, and I have my favorite, but I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. I'm going to wait to see how it turns out. Okay. And then if it doesn't, then, then we'll have a little chat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Number 10. All right, coming in at number 10. During the year, we met a very interesting astrophysicist. Astrophys- <laughs> I still can't say it. Astrophysicist. A sky doctor. The sky do- yeah, there we go. There we sky go. doctor <laughs> named Ethan Siegel. We did. And we had this very interesting show uh, on the science of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This was a man who's not only just absolutely passionate about science, but he has a way to just communicate with you with a, a hint of sarcasm and a hint of... of you know, bubbly, kind of in your face, kind of put it the things there, and it's, it's you. You just have it's, he's a joy to listen to. Great communicator, and uh, he's become a friend, and we'll certainly have him on the show again for sure. So let's listen in to Ethan Siegel and the science of Star Trek and Treknology, the science of Star Trek. From tricorders to warp drive, fantastic! And we are going to talk about that today. And we have to—I have to mention that he sports one of the best beers I have ever seen. Oh, I gotta ever. see this! I gotta see this! No, you gotta see this. He's got—he's yeah, got a absolutely. fantastic. Make sure, beer. make sure you get a load of this. I've—I've uh, oh, I've got my beard nice. here. Uh, I've got a mustache here. I'll give you a close-up oh, look. Very he nice. is, he is yeah. beyond yeah. manly. You, get, like you get people hey. who make fish faces. I bet you've never seen a grown man make a catfish face before. <laughs> <laughs> you guys went way left of the valley. We, we left. We're already back in the valley at this point. Ethan, you have yet to see left. <laughs> you know, for me, Star Trek was really this fusion of two fantastic things. On the one hand, and it was this nexus of science and technology and how it's developing and how it influences our lives and how it empowers us to to be more powerful creatures, to be more impactful, to make a difference in the world. But Star Trek also brought with that for good or for evil. Star Trek really brought with us this, this concept that technology by itself is only a neutral thing, but it's how we use it. It's how we apply it to our world. Do we use this for our own personal gain? Do we use this to, to enrich ourselves? Or do we use it for the betterment of all of humanity? Do we use it to overcome our basic, our, our most base impulses? And do we instead use it to alleviate the greatest problems facing the world? Things like hunger, inequality, racism, uh, bigotry, um, you know, food scarcity, water scarcity, all of these problems, these are problems that can be addressed. And when Star Trek brought them up, it brought them up in a way that we could address them because it was through this fictional lens. But at the same time, it envisioned this 
near utopian future where, yes, humanity still had problems and, you know, the Federation, the civilization still had problems, conflicts, wars, um, you know, different parties with different stakes and different interests. But it also said, you know what? Um, We need to look at what's right and what's wrong. Who gets affected? What are the different things at play? What are our principles? And and it embraced uh, an interesting type of philosophy that I don't think we get to see very often or certainly hadn't seen very often at the time uh, that I like to call moral particularism, where you do have your principles, but you don't adhere to one guiding principle over everything all the time. Sometimes you need to violate that principle because something even more important is at stake. And that was Ethan Siegel in Science of Star Trek. We start he's with such a fantastic. Oh, absolutely! Guy. He's he's a great science teacher, and, and you know we kind of started a show that we thought we'd be talking a lot about technology. Mm-hmm. We ended up talking a lot about philosophy instead. But that's but that's what the point that he. That's that the, he point was, he that the point exactly, he was making. Exactly, exactly. He was making, but he the way he phrases it. It mean you know it's it's like well. Most of us know that that's what Star Trek was about, but he gives you a perspective that makes you think of it in a, just a little, little differently. You, you get thoughts about it that um, you didn't have before, and it enriches mm-hmm. the, the original experience. Absolutely, he's great at doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, right now, I believe he's he's have he has this trip he does with Astral Tours, I believe it's called, oh. where he's going to is it Iceland, and they're going to watch the Aurora Borealis. Wow. Uh, and he's going to be your tour guide, and this is something he might be doing on an annual basis. Mm. So I would actually recommend you look into that if that's your type of thing. God knows I would go absolutely. I was going to say, when, yeah. when, when are you going to get we, your ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely go there, yeah. there to hang with Ethan oh, and just talk wow. you know, in the middle of the night as we're looking at the sky and oh, this man. light show would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a, a trip of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Does he do Does he do that once a year? Or? Uh, I, th- I think this year's the first one. So oh. we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Yeah, let's, say, let's save our loonies and toonies. <laughs> Number nine. Coming in at number nine, sometimes we have shows that, you know, we always have an atheist flavor show, obviously, and we always have a touch of humor in our shows, but some of our shows are actually quite serious sometimes. And We uh, can be serious. Coming in at number nine was a show uh, that we did when we had a uh, somebody called uh, Jessica Turwheel and came. She's a therapist, and basically the the show was called Knowing About De-Escalation in Conflict Situations. Uh-huh. Uh, this was a show that we basically originally did because we thought a lot of people, especially with the gun violence in the States, especially with the police, uh-huh. de-escalation is one of those arts that is kind of disappearing. You know, um, people respond really quickly with higher firepower or higher levels of violence, and we thought maybe, you know, for the lay person, it was better to actually... Calm it down a bit. Take it down a notch. And see if you can actually de-escalate the situation, no matter where you are, you know. And Jessica did some fantastic work explaining that to us. And it was an interesting show, for sure. For sure. It was a bit like a crash course it to how to handle people. Yeah, and we went off in a couple of different directions that uh, were surprising. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was an excellent guest. I hope we have her back. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's listen in as Jessica explains to us how to de-escalate in conflict situations. Well, I worked as um, 
two two fields actually uh, therapy psychotherapy just what everybody imagines uh, it to be that's what I did and I still do that and for 20 years I've been a forensic psychologist which means treatment and diagnosis with the criminally insane so she can totally take care of us. We're, we're right where we should be with the person that can deal with us in the best possible way. I feel so comfortable. <laughs> Nancy's an assassin for hire. Is there something we can, you can give us some, some tips as to not enrage her? A couple shows ago, she really beat the crap out of me. <laughs> thing that happens when people get into a fight is they, for, for just one second, they forget to reflect on how they come across. That base, that's the, the main thing that goes wrong when you forget how you come across and you see that on Twitter all the time people just put something out and they have no idea how it comes across and they just want it out there and, and that's usually how people start a fight and uh, yeah it's, it's an impulse we call it an impulse and technically it's a lack of self-control and that was therapist Jessica Two-Wheel I'm trying to remember. She was so well qualified in, in several different fields. Am I correct? Was she dealing with was she dealing with with criminals on the forensic? Yeah. Side? Yes. That's exactly. What I thought. Yeah, she was That's on the forensic side, and yeah. her her work is actually fairly secret to the point that she's actually yeah. uh, unlisted exactly. as to where she is, her address, her That's phone number, right. and all that stuff. Yeah. So That's right. of course. For, sake of privacy we're not going to reveal that either no <laughs> but it was no. an it was an interesting crash course into how to de-escalate uh situations and <laughs> we made a lot of light of situations and she was very patient with us <laughs> well that's part that's part of her professional toolbox you know is patience is way up there when you're dealing with human beings <laughs> you especially know, when you're you dealing with to, us she, yeah exactly or she'd uh, she'd be a patient rather rather than the therapist and, and the, fu- very good. the funny thing is about Jessica as we found out about her as she wrote into the show and she wrote into the show with a question that you know we had said something on the show that she didn't quite agree I had said something on the show that she yeah. quite, didn't quite agree with and she had made some valid, some valid points then we started chatting about this uh, the, the the question in, in particular there and then, then I started asking her hey what do you do for a living and blah, blah blah and then she explained that she was a therapist and all that I said oh well that's interesting so the, the more we discussed the more I thought hey you know what why don't you come on the show and explain you know, and this is how it all started. Which, oh, that was great! You know, it could, couldn't have worked out. Yeah, you just yeah. Ne- you just never know what this podcast thing is going to take you sometimes. Really. <laughs> which is why we keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving yeah, excellent, along. Excellent guest. Yeah, she definitely was in the top ten. Number eight. All right, coming in on number eight, we have an old favorite, Doctor Daryl Ray. Oh, we love Daryl Ray. <laughs> we just can't. We. You just can't say enough really good, good stuff about good Daryl. Good stuff about Daryl. For sure. And so we, happy every time he comes on. It's a lot of fun. And we had a show with him. He's always been a, a, a crowd favorite here for, for for our listeners. And we had a show called Why We Cheat, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very interesting little topic because it's one of those things that people don't usually talk about. Is it, yeah. well, we know that but a lot of people cheat, he, but doesn't why? Doesn't he specialize in what people don't talk about? He does. He, Spots, you know, shines a light on them, brings them out, makes them part of the discussion so that people feel is so this isn't something I have to, you know, uh, hide mm-hmm. from myself yep. and others. I can bring it out and and make myself a healthier individual or understand others better. He's so good at that. Daryl has become a good friend of the show. And through him, we have met some other interesting oh, 
experts yeah. in the field. Yeah. And uh, goodness, he's always welcome back. Actually, we need to bring him back. You know, it's been a little while since we talked to Daryl. We need to do another show yeah. with him fairly soon. It's like we need a dose of Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> We do. I wonder at this point. I mean, I know, I, I, I know he really likes us, but I wonder when you call him and say, "Hey, Daryl, it's Kevin." I wonder if he goes, "Oh my lord, what, <laughs> what, what do they need me for now?" I, 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 I could not say either way. But if I was to put money, I'd say most of them probably do, yeah. <laughs> not just him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's listen in to Daryl Ray as he explains why we cheat. Give us a lowdown. Why? Why is it? Why do people cheat? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I, I think I think we want to turn that whole um, idea on its head. The, because humans are incredibly bad at monogamy. Monogamy is about the most unnatural invention humans have ever come up with. So, if we're really, really, really bad at something, how can we expect people to follow it? Mm-hmm. There's never been a culture that tried monogamy that didn't utterly fail at it. The the evidence is pretty pretty strong. The genetic evidence as well as the social evidence. I mean, look at right now, the divorce rate is at least fifty percent. And you know the you know this. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is a trick question here, but let's see if you can answer it. Do you know the single biggest cause of divorce? Marriage. No. <laughs> That's where I was going. So it. So far, the single you're close. You're close, but no cigar. The single biggest cause of divorce is monogamy. The evidence shows that at least, probably on average, at least one one out of every four generations, people are there's some hanky panky going on. Mm-hmm. And so your great 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 grandmother fooled around with with somebody else and that's the genes you're really related to not the guy that she thought was the grandfather and that was Dr. Del Rey he does have an advanced degree in hanky panky <laughs> <laughs> I've got such great <laughs> memories with with Daryl I mean uh, uh, one of the first things he ever told me <laughs> I always use that uh, first of all I gotta say Whatever Dr. Del Rey says, if I repeat that to people, most often I'll get a stunned look. That, <laughs> that, that look of, oh my God, you're right. Why didn't I think about this before? Mm-hmm. And I'll always remember that time where Del looked at me and says, Kevin, do you know what the definition of a pervert is? I said, no, Daryl, what is it? He says, if somebody has better sex than you. <laughs> 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 he knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is when when we had Daryl on, mm-hmm. and when we left the day um, the show previously, you know, knowing that he was coming, and I said, "Well, what's his topic?" And you said, "You know, why we cheat." Mm-hmm. I was thinking in the back of my mind, I was so naive for some reason. I'm going, "Oh, we're going to talk about." Taxes and, <laughs> and you know ex- people and exams and Cheating for some reason you know the the, the hanky panky Daryl just was uh, it was uh, I was oblivious to that and I was thinking oh that's going to be interesting you know why we cheat to get ahead in different ways and of course not Daryl is going to take his his spin on uh, on what he knows best that's the thing about Daryl uh, he he can talk to you like your guy at the bar uh-huh. and he, you know tell you the most raunchy jokes and stuff like that but at the same time he has such an air of, of professionalism that you can't help but listen to the man anyway. He's, he's like that 
that sweet uncle you have that he just, no matter what he says, you just not in agreement. He's just fantastic. Because he's right there with you. He's so open about yes. who he is he, oh, and he his is own ever. experiences. And he comes with this breadth of knowledge and understanding. And he's fun. Oh, yes, he's just he a lot of fun. I he mean, how can, you re- how can you resist him? He's great. I often dream of being able to take you guys on tour across the U.S. and, you know, stopping by Daryl in Kansas and saying hello. But, you know, I'll have to win the lottery for I that I know. Wouldn't that be great? Left to the Valley on tour. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Number seven. All right. Coming in to number seven. Lucky seven. We, have, we met a couple of interesting guys, and they were... Odd atheist friends. Mm. We met Matthew and Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is this, these guys. We call them the odd couple of atheists. I mean, it's exactly that. He's uh, one of them is an ex-military. The other one's a uh, transgendered man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, one of them used to be a, a conservative, fundamental Christian, and. You know, then they came together. They were pen pals, and we just had a blast with them. You know, I know you. You never know who you're going to find in life that turns out to be your your. Um, I was going to say the Part intellectual companion. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, to be able to share ideas that openly with someone who's so vastly different. That's that's great. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it works. They, they they were fun on to occasion. Hang with. It works, and here it really works well. Absolutely. They were yeah. fun to hang with, and we've, we've yeah, become friends since, and we, we should have him back on the show. All these people, we need to have him back on the show soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a list and plan in advance for about three, four months now. <laughs> oh, we, we just have to have a party with everybody there at the same time. Thanks. Oh, oh my God, that'd be amazing. All right, so let's listen in to uh, Matthew and Eric, the odd atheist friends, when they took a left of the valley. And uh, we're both atheists. And we met like 10 years ago when I was a teenage girl and (laughs) we were both on a blogging site. And it sounds really creepy when I put it that way. (laughs) The comments of Matthew and Eric are not necessarily those of Left of the Valley, so for reason. (laughs) And so, and I was, when I was younger, I was a Bible-believing, the Bible is the written, true word of God, every last bit of it, fundamentalist Christian asshole. And so... (laughs) Like I've said on, like I've said in the past on the show, it's like I would have called Eric all kinds of horrible names. Now I call him all kinds of terrible names just for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's with love now, right? It's, at least it's with love now. It's not yeah. Christian love; it's like real love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got to ask you a fast question because this is something we ask our guests. But since we haven't had a show in a while, I'm hurting to do it. Hey, 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 you're the guest. Don't don't turn the tables on us. You're the guest. Play Dungeons and Dragons. What's that? Dungeons and Dragons. What about it? It's awesome. Did you play? Did you play? I haven't played it, but I'm a huge fan, and I really would love to. I did play as a kid, yes. You did play? Okay, great. I didn't. Just wanted to know. It it was the devil growing up with me. Oh, yeah. I literally talked about it once and my uncle was like, oh, you're going to let the demons in. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I had oh, yeah. one of the elders of my church. Um, his wife said to me that I was like casting spells yeah, and all totally, that kind of stuff. I'm like, totally. rolling dice is not casting spells. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. And that was Matthew and Eric, odd atheist friends, and, which you know, are now new friends. <laughs> and that's, that's such a good that's such a good title for their 
for their podcast. It is a good title. And I think the wonderful thing about atheism is that we come from such diverse backgrounds and we all have had experiences that, you know, we we want to leave in the past, we want to move on, Mm -hmm. and we're accepting of people who have made that journey. It's been very different than ours, you know, uh, most of the time. But we're always open to welcoming that person who has gone through those mental gymnastics and emotional ups and downs because we understand we've been there ourselves and we... You know, at this point, it's you know we don't we don't care where you were. It's it's nice to be able to discuss where we are yes. and who we are now. Yes, and no, no matter how different we are in our mannerisms, yeah. in our points of view about other things, the fact that we took about the same kind of journey together mm-hmm. is what actually kind of bonds yeah. us, and we accept it. You know, I mean. They they speak differently than we do. I mean, <laughs> I always love Matthew's bleep you with a cactus. You know, <laughs> he always says it's not something that we'd be saying on our show <laughs> all that much. But you know, the, the does it doesn't matter whether or not he says these kind of things. You know, he's he's part of the crew nonetheless. Uh-huh. You know, and we have we accept that. And uh-huh. I think it's one of the great strengths of atheism. Although, as much as they say Christianity is good for fostering a sense of community. Atheism is great for fostering a sense of acceptance. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Excellent. All right. Number six. All right, coming in at number six, we met Robert Stanley. Oh, And we developed a now very, very strong friendship with Robert from the Right to Reason podcast. I know. What can you say about Robert Stanley? Oh, you could say so many things, but I don't know whether or not you could be sued for them or not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Robert has become a very good friend, uh, almost a confidant. Uh, you know, he throws he throws guests my way, I throw guests his way, and we know we we he's. His show has almost become a sister show to us. It, I think it is. You know, I think and it has been. I am certainly an ardent follower of his show now. I love the way he handles himself, and his, and his uh, a lot of his interviews are just absolutely fantastic. I think his show is actually better than ours, and he, he really loves our show on top of that. He's become a big promoter of oh, us. Oh, he well. does, and it's fun for me, you know, having lived in Texas for so many years. The fact that he's in Temple, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, we have a we have a lot of fun. Oh, with I'm, that sure, too. I'm sure. In, in a way, it's a you know, I go back to. Texas, listen. Not that he has a Texas accent because he doesn't, but just knowing where he is and you know in Texas it brings back a lot of good memories for me. So that that even enhances you know my personal relationship yes. with him. He's he's great. He really he's is. such an easygoing guy. Easy, right? Yeah, it's like it's like hey Robert, I need a favor. It's done. It's done right yeah. away, you know. It's like, yeah. hey, Robert, you have a 30-second spot I can use to promote your show? It was done. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, the guy The guy doesn't stop. He's a machine. No, and I, what's fun, what's really fun is the listeners have no idea what goes on, you know, when, <laughs> behind, behind the scenes. The scenes. But, <laughs> but while we're waiting and, and Robert is kind of gearing up, he is so funny. Oh, and God. he's so he's so meticulous at what he wants, and and he's like stream of consciousness and funny at the same time, getting ready. It is like we ought to can this and put this on <laughs> as a show. So they people don't realize they they they're missing a lot because they don't hear what's going on when the mic is off. I personally think that Robert could have done this professionally for sure. Oh sure, uh, he's got a great no voice. Question. He's got great talent. Oh yeah, and, you know. Anyway, so here's a clip of Robert Stanley and the Right to Reason. 
So joining us live on the line is Robert Stanley for a live recording without any pants on. <laughs> he is the host <laughs> of the Right to Reason podcast. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Robert, thank you so much for joining us at Left of the Valley. Hey, happy to be here. I'm, I'm really, um, I'm a little nervous. I, I had messed up my scheduling and I thought I was going on a cooking show today. <laughs> so I, got, I got like 17 fucking jokes about asparagus loaded up. Atheism, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hey, wing you should, it. You should still really try to sneak them in. Trying to get out of that whole mess because I, I got nothing back, and I moved to Texas, and then I eventually um, had had my firstborn kid, and right around the time she gets five years old, that's kind of that age of you know reason, right, where yeah. they can they can decipher between heaven and hell or whatever, and um, it kind of hit me like, what kind of God would send this little kid to hell? Yeah, and that's really when it—I mean, really that moment, you know—and that silent moment came back, very, very dramatic moment for me because I remember hyperventilating. A lot of people are like, you know, when did you become an atheist? It's like, well, it wasn't just one time, right? I mean, well, this—that was my one time, if there was ever one, mm. when it just hit me, and uh, I, ha- I had a panic attack. I remember just holding the—I had like this little workbench in my garage and just holding onto it with my left hand, and just kind of the other hand was on my chest and just. I just thought, like, holy shit, God's an asshole, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, it wasn't long after that I, I thought, you know, this this silence is bullshit, man. I will say the way I started the podcast was super fucking stoned. <laughs> That's the best way to start mom. everything. And like, I'm not, I'm not like a big weed guy. My wife, she, she, she loves smoking. She smokes every day. I'm just, you know, it's just not, it's not for me. Every once in a while, just to rehabilitate the cannabinoid receptors, maybe once a month or something. But anyway, so, but, but I was so nervous. I'm like, I got to calm down. And I got R and Rock coming on for my first episode. And, oh. Find find that in uh, uh, Left at the Valley's archives. That was a great talk. But anyway, so I I I'm about to talk to this, you know, my hero, one of my heroes. Uh-huh. Right? So I got super high, and like the whole conversation, I'm just like, whoa, you know, like Neo, and uh, yeah, it was a good talk though. Somehow I got into drugs. I don't know how that happened. I wonder. Oh God, I cry. This. It cracks me up every time. I know. Goodness I've heard there listeners who haven't um, listened to Right to Reason. That really, because you need you, to. Yeah. Occasionally you, really you, catch, you catch Robert sober. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, intellectually, intellectually, the intellectual switch is on. And it's just a great show. It yes. really is. You learn so much. And his guests are I know we're going over the top here with Robert, but we love him. Yeah, we absolutely love him. He's yeah. so he is so relatable. He is so such yeah. a buddy. You know, he's, he's he such a, a great guy to have in your corner. And uh, anyway, uh, the right to reason, I totally recommend it. As, well, we recommend a lot of shows, but you know, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites by far, absolutely. for sure. All right, moving on. Number five. Coming in at number five, we met. Stephen Woodford and the Rationality Rules. Mm. The, 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 the channel Rationality Rules. Elegant fella, mm-hmm. British. Mm-hmm. We just had a blast with him. We did. We absolutely did. He was nothing but charming and eloquent the whole time we, we, we were explaining with him. And God knows uh, he or we, we're going to have him back on uh, for another show where he's going to come with his uh, buddies, uh, Thomas Westbrook and Rachel Oates, because they also have a podcast mm-hmm. uh, here in Howe. Mm-hmm. 
So we're totally going to have these this guy back on. But he was nothing but charming, that man. Oh, yeah. I even call him, I believe I call him the, the pre-boy of atheism. <laughs> <laughs> so we totally had a blast with him. And uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure we made a great super first impression <laughs> as Canadians. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, if he really likes, you know, slumming on the other side of the world. <laughs> you know, we, you know we're, we're here. Yeah, we, absolutely. We can be charming. <laughs> <laughs> we can be charming. All right, so let's check in <laughs> with the host of Rationality Rules. I just want to call you the pretty boy of atheism. <laughs> Because you know he's got he's got this nice facial hair, the British accent. Yeah. No, no, he's got the, the long, long locks. Yeah, I know. I am like... very jealous. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I totally got this man crush hair on Steven. It's just totally cool. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! You see, this is this is two things. It's like, wow, thank you very much. <laughs> At the same time, it's look at my competition. <laughs> I won't be able to score any more collabs after that comment. <laughs> In the UK, if you look at stats, we have far less religiosity. But the secret there is not that we're smarter or that we're figuring this out. It's that it's just we don't have that that presence of strong faith. Rather, people have fallen into their own interpretations of religion but call themselves non-religious or new age spirituality, etc., so we we have in in the UK it's very much based in that kind of area and it, the difference is quite huge. Uh, right up here at this show, we're very used to dealing with death because Nancy was a assassin. assassin for hire, so uh, <laughs> we're not we're not we're not too concerned. Should I be sitting? She could so snap close? on us any day, and you know that well, the last show we'll ever do. It's it's wonderful because it keeps our guests very respectful. <laughs> I, I was about to say, is, is this going to be my demise if I answer wrongly? Well, you know, we we can't say one way or the other. Depends on the views for the show. If you get low views, you might get a visit. I mean, there, there is a moral component to this, but, as you pointed out. But. So if, if Nancy's moral philosophy is moral assassination, I'm interested. <laughs> So, Nancy, is your moral philosophy moral assassination? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I love how... And immoral. And immoral assassination. I, you know, I don't feel as though... I think, I'm, I'm going to take the neutral route on this one. Whatever sure. needs assassinating, why, <laughs> I you love... know, why eliminate a, a, a potential um, uh, assassination? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, exactly. Whichever way it goes, whichever way the knife whichever, goes, right? Whichever way, I, I've got a way to deal with it. <laughs> I, lo- I love how our guests, you know, we can go into the completely silly like that, and they just jump in with they us. Do. I, they They always do, you know, and you're thinking, you know, it's very... F- I can, I can probably count on one fan the guests that were really stumped by these kind of comments and didn't <laughs> jump in, and the vast majority of them actually do, and... Stephen was just fantastic in, in in that sense. He was, and he's a multi-talented guy. Oh yeah, you know he's able to do. Oh yes. the artistic and the intellectual, and yeah, he would. He really was. Yeah, we got to have him back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was, uh, if you listen to the show, there was one question I asked him out of the blue there because you know I was asking about. Um, 
there's a lot of conservative media talk about you know no go zones by Muslims and stuff like that, and I thought that's gotta be a crock. That's uh-huh. gotta be. It's, there's no way this is this this bad. And I asked him that question, you know, if it was actually exaggerated, and he said no. And I and I was completely shocked by that. Uh-huh. I was totally I just about what? Yeah, I remember that. I thought for sure he would say, no, of course, it's widely exaggerated. Yeah, there's some frictions here and there. Mm-hmm. But he said, no, it's not. And I thought, oh, my God. And I was, I, I, we might have to actually take a deeper look into that uh, because I think it's, it's a subject that's quite worthy of taking a look into. Oh, if he's, if he's willing to come back on, on that topic, that would be fabulous. There's another reason to bring him sure. back. Absolutely. There's always a reason. <laughs> there's once always you, a reason. Once you get, and we have so many, once you have that good guest that can communicate uh, about his his or her passion or knowledge and, and they they love to to be able to share with us they can come back a zillion times Absolutely. and it's a brand new show <laughs> yes yeah. it is yeah <laughs> all right moving on number four coming in at number four we have a tie oh so we actually have two little clips okay first of all we have with the show that we did called the KSA in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Eli Bosnick. Oh. Now, of course, <laughs> Eli carried the show. And uh, if you don't know Eli, my God, we just oh. had a blast. And this is also the show where we had Eli come in as the president of the United States. Oh. And <laughs> we had to shoot Nancy with a tranquilizer dart for yeah. that to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> and oh, yeah. So I still have a sore spot. I'm not going to tell you where, but I still, I'm st- I still have the after effects of... That was a fun little skit we that did was there. Fun. That was really yeah, fun. Yeah, So it. let's listen in uh, at uh, Eli that skit alone. That skit alone should be on the top ten of all-time fun things that we do. <laughs> and it totally is. Let's listen in. All right, so we have a really special guest coming up, but my dear Nancy, I'm sorry I have to do this to what? you. What? What? What is? Oh, what is that? Oh, oh. tranquilizer darts. I'm sorry, dear. Oh. Girls, get her! Get her! You get the arm! I get the legs! Okay. Oh, oh, oh she's biting me. Get the duct tape. Get the duct tape. Perfect. Good. 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 Ow. Oh, okay. Everybody okay? I got a few uh, claw marks on my arm. I, she bit me. It's that Kung Fu grip of hers. My yeah. arm, guys. Oh. I think we need to take out her dentures. I'm, I'm sorry, Nancy. We, we, just, we, just, we just had to Probably. do that. I'm really, really sorry. But it's for your own good and it's for international relations. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Now that that is done, we can uh, bring in our, our guests. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the very first time in the history of Canadian podcast, uh, maybe a podcast anywhere, I'd like to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's terrible you got kicked off YouTube. I want to say right now, I think it's a terrible thing they did. They shouldn't have kicked you off YouTube. They shouldn't have kicked you off Facebook. I'm going to talk to Zuckerberg. You probably shouldn't have called him a dirty Jew, but I'm going to have words. I'm going to tell you right now, Alex. I'm going to do my very best. I certainly appreciate that, Mr. President, and uh, we, we really thank you for being here, especially for the benefit of our, uh, our both our countries. 
um, Mr. Trump, uh, we all know that uh, you uh, have a vast intellect, and I thought maybe for our audience, you would love to participate with us in a little pop quiz. A pop qu- I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm the best at pop quizzes. I take all the pop quizzes. I pop them every time. Now I'm going to need a needle and a donkey and three balloons. I did this at Eric's fourth birthday party. It went so well. I mean, Eric cried the whole time, but I forget he's my son sometimes. So what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. So just give me a needle and a, and a thread. Perfect, perfect. Now, this is uh, based on a, a little podcast uh, show that we love called Citation Needed. And they Ooh, wonderful little that sounds like not a lot of people listen to it. No, well, you know, it's actually quite a good podcast. I encourage a lot of people to listen to it. Maybe you should give it a try, Mr. President. Um, question the first. Um, now, we all know that for the President of the United States, security is a big, big issue. Now, the the, uh, the Secret Service does have code names, and, of course, the safety of the First Lady is of prime importance. Oh, absolutely. Super care about... Um... Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, Melania. Melania. Right, absolutely, right, Malala. Right. right. So, she got shot in that face by the Taliban then. <laughs> you guys see that episode of the Flintstones? It was weird. Yes, it was It was very weird. <laughs> anyway, security for Malala. The, the code name for Melania from the Secret Service, is it A, Lady Marmalade? Is it B, Escape Shawshank Skank? Is it C, Really Don't Care Bear? Or is it D, The Other White Meat? Okay, so I know it's not D because that's what I call her. That's a little fun thing between us. I know it's not B because that's what Antifa yells at her. I'm going to go with A. Is it A? It is A, of course. Of course. I got it right. 100% correct. Fantastic. Just, I'm, gonna, I'm tweeting about this right now. <laughs> According to recent polls, I am 100% correct. Correct. Absolutely. 100% of the time. Sent. Now, sorry, you were saying, Alex? Of course. Now, of course, we all know that you have a trade war going on with uh, Canada. These oh, it's Canadians. a terrible thing. It's a yeah. terrible thing that Canada's doing to us. I don't know if you know this, but their prime minister over there, he cheated. We were having an arm wrestle, and he cheated. He used his other hand the same time. And I told Mike that he's lucky because I was going to use my karate. Oh. I was going to use my karate. Yeah, because Benny Nahu showed me some stuff. Oh. I was going to go crap a ka, crap a ka. You see yes. these moves? Yes. I don't know if my camera's like, come on, we got, crap a ka. Well, we got. Why? Well, the, the public might not know why the, the president of the United States declared a, a, a trade war with Canada. Was it A, I because you had stomach indigestion due to a poutine? Was it B, because you were jealous of Justin Trudeau's hair? Was it C, because there's a tape of a Canadian prostitute with maple syrup? Or was it D, because the hungry look Ivanka gave to Justin? Uh, I'm definitely going to go with D. It's the hungry look Ivanka gave to Justin. I just want to say right now, it was very inappropriate. And the prostitute with the maple syrup, that was just a nice welcoming gift. The fact that Justin didn't take me up on it, that's his business, not mine. I totally agree. I totally agree, Mr. President. Okay, third question, third and final question. You're doing fantastic so far. We are basking in the glow of your intellect, sir. Thank you. Um... Donald Trump has, of course, he's uh, doing a fantastic job as president. He also needs some relaxed time. He needs to relax. He needs to have a couple pastime hobbies. What are Donald Trump's hobbies? A, does he like to enjoy King Jong Udon noodles? B, does he like to listen to Ra Ra Rasputin by Boney M? C, does he have stormy discussion in the oral office? Or D, does he like to ignore Puerto Rico culture altogether? 
Oh, 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 it's that last one. It's that last one. I don't want to play that board game. Everyone always keeps saying, oh, we should play that board game. Play that board game. That board game lost all its power. It's boring. I don't want to play that board game. Fantastic. Mr. President, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and being with us today. I know you're a very busy man. I know your time is limited. So we will let you go, and hopefully our countries can establish better relations in the future. Thank you. I love it when countries rub together. That's <laughs> so funny, and we appreciate it. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you said it right. He's uncontainable. He really My is. God, Eli Bosnick. I mean, he can step up and do just about anything, anytime, with any material whatsoever. And and you're laughing. Oh, you uh, and you know the funny thing is, is I, when I when I I I. I we did the introduction there, and he comes as the president. And the first thing he does, he calls me Alex for Alex Jones. And Alex Jones had just been kicked off YouTube and iTunes and all that. Right away, he just cut my legs right under <laughs> from underneath me. And I, I was thinking, uh, uh, it's like he completely got me right there. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. He's, he's, he's from, fast. <laughs> he's, he's from the Robin Williams School of Comedy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He is absolutely fantastic, and of course, he steals the show every time. So we love oh, Eli yeah. Bosnick. Yeah. Well, speaking of comedians, of course, tied in with the same were the guys from Cognitive Dissonance. Mm. Can't really have one without the other, it would seem. <laughs> so oh. this is a more recent show. It's going to be interesting to see how well they do in the future as the people look for them in the archives. So here is also Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance. Well, joining us online are two people that if you listen to podcasts, they don't really need that much of an introduction. One of them is a great fan of Canadian whiskey, and the other one is Eli Bosick's best friend. They are snappy dressers and snazzy dancers. Tom and Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm you so much for joining us. I'm not a fan of Canadian whiskey, so... That's not I what I heard. You can properly call that yeah, shit whiskey. That it's shit just, it's like, whiskey. it's the Coors Light of yeah. whiskey. <laughs> It's you the, know, it's the varnish remover. Of <laughs> uh, last time you were on the show, I believe you called it the beaver pelt uh, squishing of whiskey or something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, oh, sure. That's, yeah, that no, sounds yeah, about right. Sounds about right. It about doesn't right. even have enough flavor to be offensive. Yeah, you know, it's, like it's, yeah, it's it's shit you mix in other stuff. Like it <laughs> is definitely a mixer. Yeah, like I would mix it with like potting soil yeah. and like or. Some marijuana or something. Like that maybe can make work. some ice cubes out of it and put it in real whiskey. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. It might water it yeah. down too much. <laughs> uh, normally, there's uh, Kirsten and Christina with us, uh, but they're. Uh, I am got... so glad they're not here. Oh, oh you can't, you can't I am say so that. glad that they're yeah. not here. You can't say that, Christina. She's like wait, the biggest wait, fan. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel bad for it. it She's going to be crushed. She's going to be crushed. Yeah, you say that now because you're not used to talking to us but believe me halfway through you're going to be begging for those girls begging I tell you remember that joke I made about how I'm glad they're not here alright alright that made up letter you just read makes me feel bad about that yeah, you so. want to take that back now big mouth huh no no just kidding yeah, alright yeah, I'm fine. not crying you're yeah. crying why is my wife sending you messages <laughs> that's because I'm French <laughs> They have almost as much uh, fun as we do. Oh, I know, yeah, I know. It's almost. Like, they're like the American version of... Yeah, know, exactly. They're like the watered-down version of our podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> But I think, so if, I think if they stick with it, they're going to be okay. Yeah, I think these guys are going yeah, somewhere. I, I, they're going somewhere. It's right. a flash in the pan. Yeah, and since it was it was only a $50 donation that yeah. got him a roast uh, on their show. But for us Canadians, of course, that represents like $3,000. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, what do you got? You guys use money up there? Or like what cases of maple syrup? Very colorful yeah. money. It's what is it? It's made still a plastic. barter system, right? It's still it two beaver pelts. <laughs> beaver beaver pelts. Syrup. <laughs> one of those it's... Canadian, French Canadian hats that they right. wear. Yeah, yeah, you got to give it to one of their yeah. horse cops or yeah. something to deliver it. <laughs> horse cops. <laughs> yeah, when, when you get the big ones, you get the moose people cop. You know, they moose, the moose cops. <laughs> moose cops. <laughs> And of course, that was Tom and Cecil you know, mocking Canada. Yeah, you know, on, the, on the one hand, they're dream guests because you turn the mic on and off they go. Off they and, go. You and, just sit back. And, and you just sit back and, you know, have a cup of coffee. And, and every now and then you chime in, you know, to kind of just... The chiming in is like, the hard part. That That's the other thing I was going to get to. <laughs> because by the time you think of something that would be really funny... They've gone past it, and here you are with this wonderful, funny life. And there's nothing you could do. <laughs> there's nothing you could do with it. There's no place you could go. And you, you try. So, okay, so next time I'm gonna. If there's something funny, I'm just. And you can't. You just. So you might as well just drink your coffee, put a little whiskey in it. You know. Look at eat rye whiskey. Little, yeah, a little whatever it is, royal. You know, uh, what crown royal. Crown royal, and just let them go. Oh yeah, just, I, I, that's it. Yeah, you. you, you you don't even need to be there. You can just no, leave the microphone no. and walk away. And exactly. These Come guys back. will just be yakking yeah. the whole time. And they won't even realize you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> they are fantastic guests, and we yeah. so, we love we love having them, and hopefully we can bring them on more often. And uh, God knows, I was really flattered by the, uh, at, at some point during the show, where Cecil mentions that um, we came to your show last time to talk, talk about uh, Citation Needed. And that was not prompted by me. I mm-hmm. mean, he... He came out of that with the blue, and I was really flattered that he remembered. Yeah. And I said, wow, I was really, really shocked that you guys remember that. Because these guys are in the world of atheism, let's face it. They're Uh pretty big. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're a relatively small show. We're in a different country. We, apparently, we made a good impression for them to actually remember. Yeah, that was that was, was really gracious. Yeah, 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 it was really gracious for them. And they, they basically said, oh, hey, we had a great time with you guys last time. We had a great time with you guys this time. I mean, so... Mm-hmm. A good relationship is formed with yeah. them and us, and we'll certainly have them back on for sure. Oh yeah, they they have great great chemistry, and it's fun to listen. Yes, but you got to listen fast to get. You got to be quick. You got to be quick. You got to have fast ears for those two. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number three. Coming in at number three, we have a show that was very interesting because we talked earlier on about Dr. Del Rey, but with Dr. Del Rey, we met Dr. Veronica Drance. Oh, yeah. And we did a show about Soji123. Wow. And transgendered people. Yeah. This was all done in answer to a uh, Chilliwack school trustee by the name of Barry Newfeld. It was very local for us. It was, it was very, very local, local for us, but yeah. it was also, we did the show because, not because it was local for us, but especially because to, to speak more of the the, 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 the the situation itself, which is uh-huh. not just a local situation. Uh-huh. It's, it's happening all over the United States, all over Canada, all over the world about trans people and uh-huh. their rights are being trampled on. And I wanted to bring the science, uh-huh. uh, you know, because you hear all these groups out there culture guard and all these idiots out there they're basically doing the best to put the wool over your eyes i said no let's bring in a psychologist which was dr del ray and let's bring in a biologist which was dr veronica drance and this woman's got a resume that is longer than my arm uh it's, it's like she's done so many things she's taught medicine 
at, 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 at the university level. And she's taught about, about science and reproduction. The woman knows. She's retired now. But the woman's been doing this for, what, 50 years? Oh, she's the ultimate she, resource. She yeah, is. she has been into this through and through. Yeah. So let's listen in to what the good doctors had to say about this. <laughs> you don't learn your gender identity nor your sexual orientation either. You discover them as you grow up, and it doesn't take long. Most, most kids learn, know what their gender identity is by about the age of four or so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. That's a great I'd answer. I'd be glad to share with the audience what we do know about the science of gender identity, because it's a story that involves everyone, not just trans people. I mean, the point is that it's a brain thing, yes, and the brain is organized before birth, then gets activated later, usually at puberty for most purposes, and then uh, you are who you are. And everybody's an individual. I have to tell you that the only thing binary about sex and sexuality, and I've given this a lot of thought, is the gametes. Mm -hmm. There's only eggs and sperm. I've never heard of something in between or a third option, okay? But when it comes to the people who make the gametes, well, they're all of them individuals. It's an interesting story because the physiological mechanism of sexual development is the same mechanism in everyone. But we tweak the genes, we tweak the hormone levels and the timing and the thresholds, and we tweak the epigenetics. And the outcome is individuals, each of us. I mean, there's a, nature generates way more diversity than these uh, conservative folks in your part of the world seem to be able to wrap their brains around. And that, unfortunately, is a problem all over the world for people who have uh, been brought up in a culture with that Adam and Eve story. So so I guess I mean, mainly, mainly the problem is is people, I think, are having a hard time defining sex versus gender. Uh, in the old days, we, these two words were interchangeable. Today, they, and it's a fairly new thing in the, in, 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 the, in the realm of science, uh, it means they're different, they have different meanings. I think people have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. Well, sex, first of all, is a very complicated thing. It has many levels. I'm talking about, you know, you, you, yes, your physical anatomy with, it starts with chromosomes and gonads and hormones and genitalia, external, internal. And we, what we have not considered up until very recently is the brain itself, mm. which is probably the most important part of this whole story. And that was Dr. Drantz. I just love her. She, she is, she is the, so knowledgeable. Yeah. And by the time she gets through explaining all the various components mm-hmm. that make each individual unique, you have to say, I mean, if you're any kind of a, um, a moral and intellectual and, and scientific person at all, you say, of course, that's the way it yes, is. Yes, exactly. There's no refuting the science of what she says, and you, there are no arguments that you can come back with to say, I need to discriminate the, against this person because they're an aberration of nature. Exactly. I, as soon as we started talking to her, I felt my IQ climb. So now it's in the double digits, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm right, I'm right behind you. <laughs> but yeah. I really love her no-nonsense approach. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, no, she's not pussyfooting around. No. She's not gonna She's not going to be politically correct at you. She's, she's going to tell you you're an idiot. This is not what's happening here. And this is what's happening in A, B, C, D. Why? Because I know I've done the science. So screw yeah. you. And I love that about her. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's 
Some people might even call her even a bit abrasive in that sense. But you know what? This is actually what is a bit needed. I mean, the years of having to counter, counter, contradict um, nonsense yeah. and myths and religion. You've got. She's got to develop that abrasive. Well, it That's must, fine. It, it must be extremely frustrating. I always think it must be extremely frustrating for her because here's a woman who's been dedicating a big chunk of her life Mm -hmm. studying the subject Mm -hmm. and she's gone through and through and even though she's retired now she still keeps up with it you know she still has her contacts she still has her colleagues and all that stuff and she still keeps up with it and then comes this Joe Blow out of nowhere who thinks that oh he's read the Bible once or twice oh he hasn't even read it he's heard some passage from a pastor and Boom, he's going to contradict. It's like, no, no, you know, sit down, sit down at the kid's table, and I totally understand where she's coming from. I totally get it. Yeah, no, she's 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 just great. Once once you, I mean, even though we agree with her and mm-hmm. we know this, the way she presents it and and being such a uh, an, an authority, yes. it's just great to to listen to her. Yeah, um, repeat she, the repeat that science over and over until hopefully it it, uh, it it gets through to to people who are reluctant to accept it. It's one of the, one of the things I like about her too. She's an academic, but she's not. She's she's explained this to us lay people Mm -hmm. in in an easy way for us to understand. For me to understand, anyway. I thought she was a very good guest. Yeah, and it was a very serious topic, and I'm so glad we did it, um, and I hope we can do it something like that again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll have to call on her again. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number two. Okay, we're down to the wire here. Coming Uh, on number two, we had, speaking of professors... Professor Jerry Coyne, Mm. always a favorite, our favorite evolutionary biologist. Oh, yeah. And this time he talked to us about free will. That's right, he did. Yeah, it was another interesting show, not a really super funny show, but it was, you know, we certainly had a lot of interesting discussion with Jerry Coyne. Oh, he's a powerhouse intellect. And it's quite the controversy, you know, he he believes that we don't have free will, Mm -hmm. it's an illusion, and that's interesting to see if, you know, he's correct or not. So let's listen in to Dr. Jerry Coyne and his thoughts about free will. Dr. Coyne, I had the immense pleasure of meeting you once in person at Imaginal Religion, uh, which uh, you left a great impression. I brought you a uh, bottle of Crown Royal as a good Canadian ambassador. Uh, yeah, and that got consumed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. No, no problem. No problem. That's, that's Canadian, by the way, isn't it? It is. It is. It's Canadian right. So we don't have to worry about a price going up. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Coyne, you're very well known uh, in Chicago and uh, south of the 49. You might not be as well known up north here. Would you be so kind to give us a quick bio on Jerry Coyne? Well, uh, career-wise, I was trained and practiced as an evolutionary geneticist doing um, genetic analysis of the origin of species for about 35 years, most of my career. So that's what I'm known for 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 professionally, but I also sort of write popular books and uh, articles in magazines, and that's sort of a second career which has got me embroiled in various controversies about religion and free will, which I guess is the topic of today's discussion. Um, and beyond that, I'm just you know an average guy who does genetics. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> an average guy who does genetics. I, <laughs> I wish I could do genetics. I, I love. Don't think there's evolution. such a thing as an average guy who does genetics. You know, I you know, do genetics. It's, it's just wonderful when you reduce it to that one simple sentence. There goes 35 years of your life down the drain in one simple sentence. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. So. That is my position. I don't think we have free will, um, but I have to explain what people mean by free will because there's a lot of different definitions. And I'm taking the definition of free will that is the one accepted by religionists, but also by the average person. You know, um, surveys in four countries where they ask people, you know, what they meant by free will, the vast majority of people from like 70 to 85 percent said it means that if in a given situation with all the molecules in the universe arrayed as they are, um, you could do only one thing. And if that situation were obtained again with every parameter exactly the same, you would do exactly the same thing again. In other words, your actions are determined by the laws of physics, and you don't really have a choice in the sense of being able to change your actions based on some kind of nebulous, dualistic mentality. So that's the classical definition of free will. It's the one that religious people use, like Christians, when they say, well, you can choose or not choose to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. That assumes you have the ability to make that choice, to do something other than what you did. And um, that's the kind of free will that people think uh, obtains, and that's the kind of free will that I vehemently reject. And that was Dr. Jerry Coyne. Uh, a controversial topic, to it say is. the it's least. It's a hot right? topic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Every time this uh, topic is brought up, no matter where it is, you know, there's mm-hmm. huge, you know, battles of philosophy that incur. Um, I'm always struck by the implication of, let's say he's correct, and at this point I don't really see why he wouldn't be, you know, but... Who am I to say that? Let's say he's correct. There was a huge implications towards our system and uh, the way we live in this world. Think about the judicial system, for example. What does this mean? If you don't have free will, then, you know, can you really blame a criminal for doing a crime? I think we got into that. We did get a bit into into that, that, too, right? So it was one of those episodes that gave you food for thought, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And he's so confident and so easy, you know, in his explanations. Uh, I mean, you're you're talking to someone who has just vast intellect and resources and everything he can he's so fluid in being able to and yet he's so down to earth and easy to talk to as well so it's it's wonderful to have him as a guest there we go complimenting another guest it's one of the things I really find uh, absolutely amazing about our little show is the the caliber of some of the guests we have on and you know I'm thinking you know if this wasn't for the show there is no way in hell I could Mm -hmm. see any point in my life where I would have encountered Jerry Coyne mm-hmm. and talked to him about free will or evolutionary biology. Mm-hmm. And you know, if it would have just continued on the same mundane life that, well, not that my life is extraordinary today, but the mundane life that I had before doing this mm-hmm. podcast, there's no way in hell I would have encountered these fantastic, fantastic artists and intellectuals and authors and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is. It's a dream come true. It's like a person sitting in a library reading an article by Jerry Coyne or reading David Fitzgerald's books or whatever yes. and saying to yourself, you know, that's one person I really would like to talk to. And you know you're never going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a guy I'd really, or a woman, that I'd really like to talk to. And 
we are so lucky to have the opportunity to do exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly. And for our audience, we, I guess, vicariously can can take them on the same. We, we do. We, Let's, we hope we do. Same Let's hope we do. Let's hope we do anyway. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope we, we take, yeah. take the audience with us on yeah. that journey. All right. Before we do into number one, I wanted to put in a couple of special mentions. Ooh, okay. Uh, and the first one is, we did a show on the, the plight of the wild salmon with Damien Gillis at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some high numbers, uh, and I wanted to put it in the top 10. The reason why I didn't quite put it in the top 10, because it, it, it felt like it was a show that was very local. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of our audience is mixed between Canada and the U.S. We actually have a bigger audience in the United States now as compared to Canada. Um, so I didn't want to put it necessarily in the top 10, but I did want to give you a bit of a... Although the wild salmon issue is not just a BC thing, uh, it, it is also happening in, in the United States as well. They do have some problems with salmon as well down, down there in the States. Uh, but it was a, an interesting show that we did with uh, Damien Gillis, who's been following the industry. Uh, but it had because it had too much of a local flavor to it, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't include it in the top 10. But I did want to make it a special mention. So let's take a quick peek at Damien Gillis and the plate of the wild salmon. I think it would be very fairly described as a captured regulator. And that is the phenomenon that we've seen it happen in the oil and gas sector and other places. It's when an industry becomes so powerful uh, that it, it takes over the government regulator that's supposed to be watching it on behalf of the public and the environment. Mm-hmm. And so what we see here is a real pattern um, of, of the, the Department of Fisheries and Oceans and the provincial uh, agriculture uh, veterinary lab, which, which does a lot of the auditing of the health of the fish farms, really going out of their way to accommodate the industry. Uh, and when new science is happening um, and using cutting edge genomic uh, testing uh, methods uh, out of the Pacific Biological Station in Nanaimo um, and an institute called the, the um, uh, Strategic Salmon Health in- Initiative, uh, for a three-year period, they were studying um, a disease on, 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 a, on a salmon farm uh, and came to the conclusion that this disease was here in BC despite the industry and government having maintained for years that no, it isn't. And when they came ready to publish these findings or to announce them to the public, what we see is um, a public relations war being waged within DFO, very much influenced by and catering to the industry. And that was Damien Gillis talking yeah, about the who, wild salmon industry. Yeah, and anyone who is interested can go back, you know, and look at our. Oh, absolutely! It was at, at the beginning of the year that we did that. Uh, one of the first shows we did in uh, 2018. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is I'm, when I'm looking at the top ten, there uh, it seems our this year audience really liked a lot of our funny shows as well. But the, the top shows are the serious ones. With serious, serious topics. So maybe it's that telling it us that... That makes on us. We have to think. Maybe that's what we have to do for 2019. We have to put a bit more serious shows instead of more funny shows. Well, well you know, and I'm hoping that the listeners will let us know what type of shows yeah, that they'd like and suggest um, some guests that they that they'd like to hear and then you know that that's why we're here we'd, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from p- people that have some definite opinions and let's 
follow through and and uh, absolutely make everybody happy. We're here to help you. We're here to serve. Yes. <laughs> All right. And another special mention before we go to number one, because we couldn't leave this one out because we did a very special show this year, a bit uh, between mid and to the end of October, where marijuana was legalized in Canada, and we got stoned for our show. Oh boy, what can you say about that show? <laughs> well, I, that's that's my favorite. Um, that's, that was your favorite. Yeah, and you can play the clips, but I'll I'll tell you why afterward. But I, I realized that wasn't you know um, it was honorable mention, and it wasn't in the top ten. But I, I I'm very fond of that show. It was it was a very special show. So yeah. uh, special is the good word. Operative <laughs> word. So let's quickly do a yeah. quick listen as to what that sounded like. We just lit up. Usually when I drink Kevin's coffee, it's a little more on the bitter side than what I personally like. Uh-huh. But today it's like perfect. It is. It is. It's really good for me and I'm sober. So oh, Okay, so it might just be really good coffee. Yeah, maybe. But no, I'm interested because, you know, when you when you took the call, when you took the uh, the candy before, oh, did the candy taste better? Before too. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's hard to tell because I was taking it at, to get a flavor out yeah. of my mouth. So I don't know. I wasn't really tasting it. I was kind of just chewing and. You know, we may be. I may be expecting too much. Yeah. Oh, I will know. I, I have no idea. I hope we're doing this right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I I feel a little weird. So I'm pretty sure. Well, I always feel a little weird, so I'm not sure that's a good idea yet. But well, no, I have a pretty good gauge on my internal weirdness. Existence. Are you oh. are you sensitive to drugs normally? I have never taken any drugs before. Well, I've taken. Well, I, and I'm just talking medication. Mm, not really. No, okay. I'm not overly sensitive. Okay. Well, at least Nancy's staying sober. Yes. <laughs> one of us has to run things. <coughs> yeah, I'm the one running things, and I'm the one coughing here. Yeah. Oh. Point. Oh my God! Just Did I press record yet? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God, Kevin! So we'll, no, we'll have literally. To see. I was like, Oh no! You have to press record. Yeah. We'll have to see how these guys hold up at the end. Yeah, of the show. exactly. And we'll see. We'll see how yeah. the, everything goes. <clears throat> for, for me, this is my first time ever having any kind of drug. First in a long. Hold on! Post. I gotta block you here for half a second. Yeah. Are you guys feeling some effects by now? Yes. Okay. I uh, think so. I, uh, Are you? <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I feel like I'm falling. Wait, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's... I'm jealous. I might be feeling kind of the same thing you are. You know, it's like, like sinking. Yeah, I'm, I, what I'm feeling is it feels like... I figured this out. I'm sorry, Nancy. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to... I, <laughs> no, said, no. I, I just noticed that. I said, okay. To, to any of our Canadian <laughs> listeners, if I end up being the lone voice <laughs> in Stoner City <laughs> saying, help me... <laughs> Please. How do you stop the recording? Please, How do you stop please, the recording? Please send an email or a the text. Thing, the only thing you're in danger of. It's like there's a heavy something dripping, like dripping yeah, down over my exactly. body. Well, and yeah. it feels like it's pulling all of my... Like, <laughs> yes. You feel like you're, going, you're really? melting down. Yeah, it's like you're melting <laughs> It was really funny because I took the relaxing, Kevin took the mixing, Christina took the hyper. You think? She didn't so, do it. She didn't. She didn't inhale right enough. But I held it in. Okay, this is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
and awful. just how like the feeling over like you and I both have the like the melting the throw falling. me the chips I want the chips which, which ones I, I don't know one of the things that one sure one don't throw it yeah it's okay <laughs> okay no that is really loud okay doke here we go despite what my brain is telling me that my motor functions are slow I think I know enough to know that they're still working and three of us have partaken in the herb already alright <laughs> so we wanted to get some of it done before Nancy got here because we didn't want her accidentally getting high. Yeah, because she's, oh. a, she's a trained assassin, so you never know. She's a what? She's not actually. She's a trained assassin. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I just put my earphones on. Are you discussing my You're... my professional attributes again? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody's going to know, and then it's no fun. You don't want to sneak up oh, behind no. somebody and have them say, oh. Oh, you're the you're, <laughs> you're the place. you're here to kill yeah, me. Can I have can I have your autograph before you do away with me? You know I don't want to become a you know a, a revered public figure. I want to be See, a dark right, shadowy assassin. Right now, Rich is totally regretting taking this call. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Rich. Everyone feels that way at first, and then it gets worse. Oh, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Right. And right now, when I'm at home by myself or just with Kirsten, like really just myself, that's kind of what I feel like right now. Holy mother of God. <laughs> what would you do? She's just looking. She's wow. Using, she's just looking at some color. I don't know what she's looking at. Kirsten, but you might feel like it's obviously yes, very enjoyable. You just gave her the phone. You gave her your phone. It's What's on the so phone? It's so pretty. It's Something I know she'll love, it's trees, but they're all in, in like, bright, colors. vibrant fall colors, and it's like you're standing in but the like, middle of them. there's still some green ones, too. Okay, so it's just an image. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so turn it this way and see if, see. Okay, it's, it's a pretty It's pretty, but I don't, I mean, they're not vibrantly, they're not stimulating my brain over the top. Yeah, it's, it's just a very bright Rich picture of if you're standing in <laughs> a little bit of a clearing in the middle of some trees. Oh, I don't want to see you And you look up and you take trees. a picture. No, with all of the um, fall colors and the bright blue sky behind it. I apologize, Rich, for bringing oh you on the show today at this point. No, I think this is great. That's exactly <laughs> what marijuana is designed to do. Yep. Let's just yep. say we were a bit stoned. Well, you know, we, you know, we talked about doing the show for, yes. for quite a while. Yes, we have. And actually, at one point, we even wondered whether we should bring a nurse on or somebody just in case to to put us, you know, in a safe site yeah. so that and we decided to to take a risk and and that's what I love about this this show because I mean we take a risk every time we we walk into this oh, for sure to do that and <laughs> and we're very open about who we are and what we think so that's not that's not the thing it's just that we were willing to put ourselves in an altered state and t- with no control, absolutely no control, mm-hmm. other than where that drug was going to take us. And I, I think for the listener, it really gave a listener an insight into, well, how does this, how do people react to this? What happens? Um, maybe people don't know any, they don't get high. Maybe they don't know people who get high. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. And, and for us to take that leap, you know, of here we are just raw and this is how marijuana affected us. And then to have our guest, you know, say, this is exactly what marijuana, you know, is supposed to do. I think it just, I think it was very brave 
extremely brave of us to to take you know that that episode and just it was interesting. Run with it. it was interesting for sure. Yeah. I, I mean. Uh, we, we we decided not to go like super heavy on the drug, yeah. right? I mean, we only basically had, you know, one joint, if you can even say that. Uh, and you know, there was a bit of a little bong hit here as as well. And I wanted to be sober enough to be able to still do the <laughs> control the yeah. show. And like I said, thank goodness you were there because at some point I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Like like our guest was Rich Lyons, mm-hmm. but. I, I call him Ryan at some point. Yeah. Because, you know, Rich, Lions, R, Lions, Ryan. It's like I, I totally got mixed up in everything. And then halfway through the show, I completely forget what's his, because he's got PTSD. And I completely forget. And I stopped the show and said, wait a minute. What, what's, what was his medical condition again? I could not focus to save my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we it was a, an interesting but that's experience. Why, but that's why we did the show, to see, you know, what happens to people exactly. when they exactly. smoke recreational drugs, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. But I want to assure the audience that we no one drove out yes. of here on their no own. No one drove out of here. We made sure that... Everybody got home safe. Of course, this was your, you know, this was in your studio, so that was fine. Yeah. But we did take the precautions, you know, in terms of our safety and public safety. It was all legal. Yes. There was nothing done that, that was we illegal. were ashamed of or that the police are going to come knocking at our door. So, um, but in, in many ways, it, it was risky for us to do it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, even it, though I had to stay sober because I was the one driving. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. And I'm, and I'm extremely sensitive. Sensitive to think so. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, I, I'm I'm glad we did the show, and it was interesting to to see uh, you know like you know like Christina super bubbly at um, oh, the yeah. best of times, and all of a sudden <laughs> she just goes, "Wow, look at those colors!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was even more so, but she took the stimulant one rather than the, yes. the calming one, and Kirsten took the calming one and she became a little oh, yeah. more mellow and I'm Which there eating you chips you can, I, I, I had a mix of both oh. and I'm there eating chips like I don't care and normally yeah. I'm trying my best not to yeah. put some extra sounds you know I mean, yeah. the whole time you can hear me munch 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 <laughs> on chips <laughs> Yeah. it was an interesting interesting show it, for it, sure it, it, it was it was it, a break you know it, it just totally broke with everything else that we, that we did. traditionally but, do yeah yeah absolutely but, it, was, it was certainly worth a mention yeah i would have put it i would have put it up there but that would have been very narcissistic i think because it you know it was just us you know, yes and, yes and here indeed. we are praising us but but that's okay we can do it because it's our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it was. I thought. I thought it was just, you know, totally off the charts. And I'm. I'm happy we did it. And I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Number one. And in our final position, our number one position. And you want to. You want to venture a guess. No, I just, I have no, because I love them all. It's hard, they're all like my children. I can't pick a favorite kid. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. Well, I, I was. we did a little show called Looking Back with Arn Raw. Oh. His rawness comes in number one yet oh. again, yet again. Oh. Are we surprised? Not yeah. really. Whenever Arn comes on, we love him. Yeah, we do. He's such a fantastic guy. He's, he is. 
He's a, he's so relatable. He's so brilliant. He's yes. so he's that guy you want to hang and have a beer with. Yeah, I am not surprised at all to have and him. And he's the kind one. of guy that wants to hang and have a beer with you yes. too. Yes, and he he's so nonchalant about it. Yeah, you know, so, all right, guys, what are we talking about today? <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the way yeah. he is. Yeah, and you know, and uh, we he was nothing but gracious the, the few times we had him on the show mm-hmm. and the time we had him on, in person at the same time with his wife Landra. I remember that. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, Jeez, I picked him up at the airport in Richmond, and then we drove here like about 45 minutes an hour away to come here to Abbotsford mm-hmm. to do the show, and then he went back with uh, with Aaron. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's saying a lot about the guy, you know. He's a, he's a powerhouse presence. Yes. You know, and, and wrapped, you know, in, in just such a nice gentlemanly. He really is. He's just a, a wonderful gentleman uh, in so many, many different ways. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a treasure. There is only one, Arn Raw. Yeah. So let's listen in to our number one clip, as voted per you, the audience, this year, our number one show, Looking Back with Arn Raw. And have your knuckles recovered from giving that pounding to Kent Hoven? Well, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like uh, I could fairly call it a pounding. I mean, all I all I did was ask him the same question a whole bunch of times and try to explain to him what the question meant, to have him be unable to formulate what any of that was, what was even going on. Okay, well, we'll probably agree that it was a good slap in the face at the very least. Yeah. Hey, wake up. That's what it was. <laughs> but it doesn't make any difference to the story either way. He's being surrounded by dogs who are biting at his hands and feet. Either translation, that's what it means. But the Christians, somehow, because it says pierced his hands and feet, they take this whole story about David, which is always talking about David until it gets right up to this line, and this line suddenly becomes a prophecy about Jesus. How? Why? Because they pierced his hands and feet. That's not a prophecy. <laughs> no, it's not. It certainly isn't. This is not remotely a prophecy. I mean, and this was somebody, this, this is their favorite prophecy. Clearly does not say, and I have these arguments all the time where, they say, well, the Bible says, really, it does? Where does it say that? And they can't show me where it says that. But then when I say what the Bible says, they say, it doesn't say that. And I'll go, oh, yeah, it does. I'll show you right there. And they, they will close the book or they will flee the building. <laughs> <laughs> I so want to see that. I so want to see somebody flee from Arn. Run away from your problems. Arn, you're taking it out of context. I'm so sorry. You just don't understand. Yeah, here's the thing. The prophecy (laughs) has to be out of context. It has to suddenly no longer be a story about David because there's one sentence that had the word pierced hands and feet, which means now suddenly we're talking about Jesus. What, What? Because we were reading about David until somebody saw a squirrel? That's that's a pretty grim picture you're you're you're, you're putting us into there. Uh, I was well, like I said, nobody that. wants to hear that because it's the scariest story there is. It is, it is, absolutely is. And uh, sometimes, uh, as, as Canadians, we we're, we're looking at this with a lot of dread, unfortunately. Uh, well, let me let me see if I can put that on a positive note. That if if that's at all possible, this is one of the reasons that Elon Musk is my favorite living human right now. <laughs> I know, I love him. Yeah, because he he's made these sacrifices of himself for the betterment of humanity. Now he's an uber dork in many respects, and and the, you know a super nerd, but the guy did at least defy you know our our how, what derogatory adjective can I apply to our fossil fuel industry? But these people don't want people to have electric cars. They want to, they want you to believe that there's not enough lithium in the world. 
to give people electric cars. They definitely don't want anybody to have mass transit systems, so they fight against that too. They want everything to be dependent on oil, even though we've consumed a planet's worth in a century. And that was no other than Arnold as well as. That man is one of the most intellectually curious people that I know. Yes. If, you, if he starts with, if, if there's a question that he does not have the answer to, he will not rest. Yes. Until yes. he finds, you know, the answer, make sure it's the definitive answer. Make a video about it. Mm-hmm. Share it with <laughs> share true. it with everybody. Find something funny to say about it along the way, and just be perfectly charming or or perfectly irritating, depending depending on which side the argument you're on, which side side you're on. And I mean his his knowledge and the fact that he, you know, he's he goes to. To school, he takes classes to understand things, you know, even better to make sure that what he says is a hundred percent accurate mm-hmm. before he repeats it to, to anyone else. He's just, just a great, great mentor and and a, and someone that that I, I I hate to say the word idolize, but I do respect. And, oh yes. yeah, I, I guess I do idolize him you, in some ways. Yeah, you, you have nothing. I have nothing yeah. but respect for the man yeah. either. I mean, he's he speaks like an academic, yeah. but he's not an academic. He's yeah. one of us, and that would yeah. I think that's what attracts people to him right away. And what's particular about this clip here? Uh, we only it was jumping from topic to topic there from prophecy, and then yeah. we started talking about the environment. He, he's not just a one string fiddle, oh, you know. Oh. People talk to Aaron Raw about uh, about uh, uh, atheism, obviously, and you know, and Christians and, and and stuff like that. But I think I want to do a show with Arn about something like the environment, which I know he's very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we can bring on scientists all we want, but people, even if you bring a scientist and we do the facts, people don't necessarily relate to a scientist as well. Mm-hmm. But they can relate to Arn. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's what we need to do. Bring a guy like Arn and says, you know what? I've seen the science too, and this is what the hell is happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe people will listen a bit more. So I'm actually thinking of next time we bring him on, we might actually do something that's not atheism related at all. Let's talk about something, another of his, of his topics that he's very passionate about. Yeah, that would be great. And I hope our listeners are well acquainted with Arn and watch some of his videos. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, know, the phylogeny yeah. project he's doing is just oh, yeah. absolutely monumental and fantastic. Yeah. It's, he can almost have a degree in biology just watching his videos. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, he's great. He's mm-hmm. great. He and Liliana are just... They're a great, wonderful couple, and uh, I'm glad they're. I'm glad he's so willing to come on our and our show when we ask him. That's great. That's very gracious of him. And there we go. That was the top ten of wow. Left in the Valley 2018. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed the year. And uh, you can always let us know if you send us an email at left at valley at outlook.com. If anything else you'd like to listen to or hear or topic you'd like us to take on, we're yeah. certainly open. Yeah, thank you for being part of our listening family Absolutely. and thank you to, to those people that, that have taken the time to send us a card, a letter, a comment, a suggestion, Absolutely. a complaint. Absolutely. I've been out on that balcony, you know, waiting for the <laughs> waiting for those complaints and thank goodness we don't have too we many. Don't, we don't have much of yeah. them at all. <laughs> you can follow us at leftatvalley.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at LATV Podcast. Send us an email, like I said, leftatvalley at outlook.com. Give us a five star review wherever you find us. It helps other 
listeners find the show. It helps us as well. My dear Nancy, thank you so much for being with us <laughs> another year. Yeah, and thank, Come and thank you. It's I know it's hard, hard to believe. Thanks to you know to Kirsten and Christina and all those other people that make our show so enjoyable. Think of all the more productive stuff we could be doing if we weren't doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rather be doing this. Yes. Rather be doing this anytime. A little therapy session. A little therapy between this and being an assassin. My life is complete. <laughs> Are we looking forward to the next year? Oh, aren't we, though? Oh, we certainly are. Yeah. So next week, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen here. Uh, or we were supposed to have a guest, but uh, he uh, had to bail out at the last second there. So I might actually give us a week off if we don't have a guest. We'll find out. You guys deserve a week off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the hard work you put in. My dear Nancy, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, such a pleasure. And thank you to thank our audience you. for being with us. You betcha. Until next time.